Christian contentment is, I think, simultaneously the biggest gift and also maybe one of the least discussed <laughs> things. I don't know. Maybe not. Christian I, contentment. Yeah. I mean, you think we, there's non-Christian contentment. Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> Throw me a curveball out the gate here. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. a question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, can we be satisfied without Christ? I don't think so. No. Can we be content? Uh, maybe, yeah. It depends on how you define it. It depends on how you define it. And whoa, look who's here today to do just that. <laughs> Selena Frederick, everyone. Yeah, right. Round of applause. <laughs> You're going to handle this whole thing. Oh, dear. <laughs> Buckle up, people. <laughs> this is, a, I think, a good conversation to have this time of year. It's a good conversation to have anytime you happen to be <laughs> listening to this. Because if we're honest, a lot of the things that we do in life are driven by a lack of contentment. And there is an element of sin in that I think oh for sure and something maybe more than an element a root of it I think being discontent is a sin oh goodness wow I don't mean to be heavy handed dropping bombs there's yeah I mean well uh, if you want to hear your listener you gotta wait there you go (laughs) see you on the other side welcome to the fierce marriage podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage sex communication finances priorities purpose and everything in between Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. You were trying to get into it, and I yeah, I cut you off because, right. you know what? People like to be titillated. Do they? <laughs> I'm like, I want the answer and the truth now. <laughs> I think in 2021, I'm going to say the word titillated as much as I possibly can. <laughs> so you because said it, it makes twice people, already. Yep. Makes them feel uncomfortable. It makes them feel, it makes <laughs> it makes me me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> makes me feel also very uncomfortable. Uh, all right. Well, why don't you do our... By the end of the year, I won't feel any reservation about saying titillated. Eh, I'd argue that. If you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> After hearing that. What's a word that makes you cringe real fast? I don't know. It, I feel like you don't like the word... Words. Everybody doesn't like the word moist. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> it's just one of those words. It's a word that sounds like what it is. <laughs> moist. <laughs> this is how our marriage is going, people. You know what else sounds like? Uh, uh, this is a word that, that I don't like. Should we cut you off now? Should I just cut you off now? People are wondering, though. Listener, are they? You're wondering. Yeah. No. <laughs> Crisp is one of those words as well. It sounds like what it is. Crisp. Crisp. A nice, crisp, moist apple. (laughs) (laughs) Just word power over Uh, here with Ryan Frederick. Oh, there you go. That one was free. Okay. Let's just get into it right now. So if you are listening or have listened, I'm going to argue you need to at least fully listen to one episode before you rate. Mm, That's that's my little push there. You can't just listen to like five minutes and be like, gosh, these guys are annoying They just talked about weird words and said titillated three times, (laughs) four times I listened to it for three minutes and I was done. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Fredericks are over. Fredericks are over. Listen to at least one full episode. I would argue maybe listen to more than that. Uh, But definitely leave a rating and review after that. You got to leave a review. You got to leave a rating. Yeah. If you haven't done it, pause. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Um, it you know it just helps get the word out about Jesus, about marriage, about the gospel. So if you want to help further the gospel, if you <laughs> no if you don't there. leave a review, <laughs> you must <but> not. <laughs> oh dear, 
it's like it it's back. like the 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 chainmail of podcasts. <laughs> if you no. love the Lord, no. then you leave a re- stop. Stop. We just We're appreciate kidding. the ratings and reviews because it gives other people uh, an idea of how of what you think about this podcast, and that always mm. it's just the currency, right, of the podcasting world. So that is very helpful to us. Please do that um, if you want to partner with us. I'm going to let you jump in here if you want. Yeah, uh, we would love to partner with you. As you can tell, sometimes we like to have fun, uh, but all the time. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we're, we're more somber. Sometimes we're just tired. We try to show up and do our thing. Uh, to, Ryan but, likes but to phone it in. All the times, all <laughs> the times, kidding. we like to point couples to Christ. All the times. And sometimes it's fun, but all the times we do it. Yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's fun all the time. It is. Sometimes I'm tired. Anyway, the point is, if you want to be on so mission. Fun when with, you're tired. It's true. Some of the most fun is had when you're tired. <laughs> uh, if you want to be on mission with us and you like to have fun along the way, but you also like to have some serious talks about uh, topics of consequence, namely Jesus and marriage and family and what it means to love and to be loved and to express the love of God that he's given us, then jump on board. Uh, and you can do that by praying first, seeing if God is leading you in that way with your spouse. And if he does lead you, then then by all means, We'd love to partner with you. And the way you do that is you go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. There are benefits. Hmm. And the biggest benefit, okay, we're going to get into the content after this, but the biggest benefit is you will get access to our brand new, <gasps> da, 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 <laughs> it's actually live this week. It's live as of yesterday. Um, you will have access to gospelcenteredmarriage.com. There is a core six-week curriculum on what it means to live out a gospel-centered marriage. But then all throughout the year, there's an early discount, by the way, because these resources are being built upon throughout the year and in the years to come. So you get a discount for signing up early, but you'll get full access to everything uh, as it's as it's rolled out. I think I'm trying to figure out the words, but that's like there's many enrichment courses. So we'll have one on uh, how to like five uh, keys to a healthy perspective on sex. We'll do a whole mini course on that on top of the, the core content. Anyway, go to gospelcenteredmarriage.com to wow. learn more. Uh, check it out, people. We would love to have you in there. And we're going to do some live so, stuff. We're going to do some... We got a lot, I think. We're going to do some a lot of stuff through there. A lot of stuff. It'll be... Uh, yeah. Hot dog. Or praying that God uses it because, boy, has it been hard. <laughs> boy, has it been a lot of work putting that together. Anything worth doing it always should be and probably will always oh, be. Oh, goodness. Thank the Lord that, you know what, at the end of the day, I can, I can rest content on my pillow regardless of how my work bears fruit because you know what you just got to be faithful god makes it grow so let's talk about contentment let's, let's talk, talk about about contentment especially so, around the topic of marriage okay so we don't want to speak to it from a general christian sure. living standpoint for but sure. in marriage how can we sometimes fail to be where's content? the lack of contentment yes how can we fail marriage? in this area and and where's the lies that we're believing and yeah, where's the I th- truth i mean for me this came from a book by Nancy Wilson. It is a, it's for, um, it's a study for ladies, but, <laughs> uh, the, the book is called Learning Contentment, a study for ladies of every age by Nancy Wilson. So I can't um, read it. I would, you can, anybody can read it. It's really, it's, it's super solid loving it <clears throat> so far. But anyways, this started me thinking, of course, where do we lack contentment in our marriage? Right. Where, mm. where are, what are the areas that we face for you i think it's me not bringing coffee to you in the mornings stop oh my gosh we had a talk before this 
and you 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 expressed Are you wounded? I'm wounded cuz you were like yeah a friend of mine was saying that her you. husband came home and he brought her coffee and it he was nice he made her coffee and so he didn't was, bring it and took care of the kids and and, and you were like and I felt a little bit like you know like maybe that would be nice someday <laughs> was it? <laughs> I'm telling you my thoughts so that I could then yeah. express to you that how the mm-hmm. one moment on Instagram may have created some discontentment and it probably shouldn't have and I came to that realization with that with those thoughts you didn't let me finish because you were wounded apparently yeah well I got a hotline you can call (laughs) (laughs) if you know you know (laughs) I'm so grateful for you okay uh, anyways I could do a little bit more I could do more we can always do more you can do more anyway (laughs) he's just feeling his oats today people they're his oats I had a good time today I'm I'm, I'm, yeah hang out with a good friend so it's encouraging. Yeah, it was awesome. So talking about contentment in marriage, these are the discussions that we're having. Uh, because I think that when we look at our marriage, we can often see the lack before we see the flourishing, right? Or we see the lack before we see the, the steps and the furthering hmm. that we like. So where do we feel the lack, though? That's where I want to really get into the weeds a little bit as we set up, set up this conversation. Right. Uh, well, we can get into those those kind of ruts if we are believing the wrong thing about contentment. So maybe we think it's something that just kind of happens to us or we think that, you know, oh, his personality is geared more towards just being content. He's always been content as a kid. He played with a balloon in a corner for five hours and he was content, right? That we was just, me as a child. So quick. <laughs> we just, She's we, referencing a video of me <laughs> as a child. <laughs> My brother was having a birthday party. Uh, they were beating up a pinata because that's what you did at six years old. And I'm literally my mom with their with the VHS camcorder, and I'm just over in the corner with a balloon, all by myself. Right. And I think that's a good example of contentment (laughs) because no matter like what was happening kind of around you, you were content with. I think it could have been just a lack of brain activity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. On my part. So in terms of our marriage, (laughs) let's just reel it back in sorry what are what are those areas that tend to arouse anger impatience annoyance just general irritation i mean mm. you can pick any from the big five that we always talk about right like intimacy okay where let's do- talk about that <laughs> intimacy okay uh a lot of the couples will say you know uh i wish she would have the same desire for sex that i have yeah same or driver same drive or that it would be more spontaneous. Or, or it'd be more adventurous. Or more, yeah. I just feel like it's not, or I'm just tired of the same old, same old, right? Mm-hmm. I want something a little bit right. interest, more interesting. And that, is that bad? That's Right. Is, no, are those bad things say, those, to, no. I think they can be bad. They can be twisted. They can be kind of infused with sin. Without, right, without, and I don't want to like or give the punchline away, but without Jesus, we can't really have a healthy uh, idea of what contentment is. We'll always... Yeah, have this lack and so hmm. if Jesus is not within these desires of hey like maybe we could talk about our sex mm. life and why it's feels challenging and why maybe we're feeling some underlying discontentment um, because it comes from a different approach there's a different heart orientation because if it's just us and our selfishness it's not it's going to come across that way clearly so we need to be hmm. humbled right the, so you're saying that Jesus has something to do with <laughs> our sex life Da-da-da. No, that, I mean, that's what you're does. saying. Absolutely. So, again, gospelcenteredmarriage.com, because <laughs> the gospel does, we talk about that exact thing. By the way, I think we're going we're gonna to really 
drill down into what it means to be gospel centered next week, right? Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Just your timing I'm, of I'm running away with the conversation right now. Yeah. Reel it in, Frederick. Okay, I'm working on it. So sex, that's I loved how you you said you gave away the punchline. People are know that's where well, we're headed. And but. if you define again, defining contentment. Okay, let's just define it right now. Okay. I'm taking I like Nancy Wilson's definition. I think you liked it as well. And mm. we're not saying there's all these like different definitions, but for for a Bible believing Christian, contentment is a deep satisfaction with the will of God. Oh. So Wow. If we are deeply yeah. contented with God, with the things of God, then the way we approach these areas of discontentment will be radically changed. Like we aren't going to approach them from a place of selfishness. Okay. You said that, okay, her definition was, and this is just her unique way of articulating it, right. a deep satisfaction with the will of God. None of those words are truly nebulous except for the will of God. Right. <laughs> well, how do we... So, Nancy Wilson, if you're not aware, they they are um, part of a Presbyterian church, a mm-hmm. pretty reformed version, expression of Presbyterianism. Uh, is that a word? I don't know. But they're, they're very reformed. And so the sovereignty of God, the doctrine of the sovereignty of God is very high on, on the, mm-hmm. the important doctrine list. Uh, and that's... We would agree. Uh I honestly don't know how you, this is a big debate, but I don't, I don't know how to reconcile like logically, philosophically, a God who is omnipotent, uh, and all knowing who is also not so completely sovereign. Right. So there's something to be said there. So when you think about the will of God, when she says it's complete satisfaction in the will of God, can you resign yourself to the fact that you are awash in the will of God? And he Mm -hmm. is, he is in fact guiding your steps, especially as a, as a Christian. Suffering. Yeah, it's yeah. He's the one that, it, like, he is still sovereign over. He's not somehow like, oops, look what happened. Like, so that understanding of, I am satisfied right. wherever I am, right? Because I am resigned to the fact that God is sovereign. That is a big, big, right. big truth, and so liberating, but very hard to wrap our fleshly wills yeah. and minds around. Well, and I think this is a good segue. We're just going to kind of jump around on for you and I in terms of the organization of this conversation. Um, so just try to keep up. I will. If we go to, if we look at the Apostle Paul, right, who wrote Philippians, like I can, I can do all things. I learned contentment, right? Um, yeah. Philippians 4, I just want to read that real quick, 12 and 13. I know how to live humbly and I know how to abound. I am accustomed to any and every situation to being filled and being hungry, to having plenty and having need. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So we have this idea of, right, contentment. He hmm. he says in verse 11, I am not saying this out of need, for I have learned to be content regardless of my circumstances. What's, what what so, version is that? That's a different version. Um, is this not the ESV? Oops. Yeah, you're reading the Berean study <laughs> Bible. Berean study Bible. Yeah, you, you've been doing that recently. Even, I've been like, where have you been? You so know what? the ESV version of it, and Thank different you. versions have different, uh, they're, they're fine. We're not going to argue about that. But this one says, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation yes. I am to be content. Right. Which, That's huge. And this right. is Paul who's, he, I mean, if you read through well, Acts. Hold on, he, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So he learned to be content in, in whatever circumstance. He learned, Nancy Wilson argues this, she says that he has learned to have control over his own spirit in every situation. He knows that God is in control of all things, exercising his sovereign will in and over every aspect of his hmm. life. 
Therefore, Paul is satisfied with all that God is doing. Hmm. Stop. Okay. Was Paul just out there living his best life preaching the gospel? No. Second Corinthians eleven twenty four through twenty eight. Uh, I think it's titled something about his sufferings and service. Hmm. So let's look at his sufferings and get a little perspective, possibly. Okay. That five times he says, "I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea." On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own Mm. people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and in exposure, and Mm. apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Wow. And in all of this, he says, he learns contentment. And all of this, I mean, I'm not trying to say like, wow, our little marital woes are nothing compared to being at adrift at sea for a day and a half. Yeah. But. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Mind blown a little bit because you, what you're saying is that contentment is not something that happens to me. It's something that I learn. Yes. That admission and that revelation in anyone's life is going to be completely transformative. Right. Especially to our that my circumstances don't determine my contentment. Right. Because that's not contentment. Right. That's something else. That's maybe you're you're in a good spot, but contentment is is it's a fixed thing. Yes. Right? Yes. It's a fixed heart orientation. It's in, in the midst of whatever is happening. And it can be learned. Right. And it can be imparted by the grace of God through the Holy Spirit. I feel like we are given He's the, the one gift that gives of us it. the strength to be able to attain so any level of contentment. The husband or the wife who are they just are miserable. In their marriage. Right. And, and you might have good reason to be miserable, and I'm not trying to be cavalier about right. that. Or we so, make excuses for just having a fiery temper or like a sharp tongue. I know that's me. <laughs> okay, so you have maybe a wife who feels unloved by her husband, and she can't get through to him, and mm-hmm. she's he's not listening, and he's disengaged. He's, he's addicted to, you know, video games or pornography or work or whatever that thing is that's taking and stealing his affections, mm-hmm. and she feels hopeless. Can she still find contentment? And I think the answer is yes. Right. It's something that can be learned. Does it mean that she is completely like resigned to dysfunction? I don't think that's what contentment is. No. That you can still be content. Paul didn't want to uh to he's in in Second uh, Corinthians 11 to be in hunger and in thirst without food and cold and exposure apart from other Stoned. things. Stoned. Stoned. <laughs> he didn't want that stuff, but he still he's he's learned to be content in that why because he he has that deep satisfaction deep. with the will of God. Mm. So it's like and he knows the, yeah. he knows and trusts that there is a greater purpose, wow. God being glorified, right? Even in his weakness, which is another huge theme that you see throughout his letters mm-hmm. to Corinthians, Philippians, all of everybody. Hmm. Um, so can, can I share an example from our life really fast? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't we, know where he's going, uh, but yeah. We, we had a, a really tough week uh, last week with the baby. Uh, namely how she was affecting our sex life and that's we're honest we mentioned this in our last episode but what had happened is we typically because of the rhythms that we've been in and the way the baby's been sleeping we find time for each other in the the kids once the kids have all gone to sleep and we have a a window there yeah that window was completely stolen from us some of it was the baby some of it was schedules um and just general lack of margin and life uh and so I actually remember one evening being really frustrated 
because you had been, uh, the baby was having a really tough time. And so you were caring for our child. Uh, and, and I was just frustrated thinking like, man, we can't catch a break. Mm -hmm. Like this is really, you know, as a husband, as a man, it takes a toll, uh, as most men know. And there's, there's an emotional toll. There's a physical toll. There's also a mental toll in terms of being able to focus. I'm just being honest. And so I remember sitting there and thinking, and the Holy Spirit in all of his goodness said, this is an opportunity for you to, for you to rest in me and to give your wife, to be generous to your wife. It's not, obviously it's not her fault. Well, it's not that I don't desire yes. intimacy as well. Yes, yes, well, But don't I know it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, the point, the point I'm trying to make is that was an opportunity to find deeper contentment in mm. God and instead take that desire and that longing and that very physiological feeling desire, of lack, yes. feeling of lack and say, this is an opportunity to now press into my like praying and trusting God mm. more and being content in him and saying like my life is not defined by my sexual desire being satisfied mm -hmm. my life is defined by my desires being satisfied ultimately in Christ mm. in God in him right in seeing him in that trial so right. all that to be said all that to articulate that in those moments of discontent what's fasting Mm. Fasting is depriving our flesh of food or or something, some other it's thing. It's a lack, yeah. It's it's purposefully creating lack so that we can recognize that our greatest fulfillment is in God. Right. That's right. what fasting is. So contentment, I think, is is along those lines. Right. right. And it goes. I mean, we have as women. I mean, I guess I can just speak to the wife and not. I'm I'm kind of spinning off of of this. I was feeling very stressed by the whole situation, knowing fully well like what is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where Nancy is just so like Nancy Wilson is she just articulates it really beautifully is she's just like, you know, we can make excuses for our behaviors, right? We, we're stressed out. There's all this stuff that's happening in our life and th like there's no way we can actually find contentment, right? Mm -hmm. But she said she's like, this is false. Like as Christians, we can learn contentment and we should learn it. it, it it's not really an option. Wow because, lack of contentment or discontentment um it's usually she says like it's a, it's not a neutral behavior to be stressed out like i can't just be like i'm just stressed out like this is i'm not here nor there i'm just stressed it's like no that that is an active behavior and it's it's going to it's going to engage in some sinful mm. things it's um, not a neutral thing to be stressed out right wow it's 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 going to result in sin that we're going to have to repent of mm. because our heart is not quiet. We are not mm. leaning into that deep satisfaction of Christ. And I think it just, it, it manifests itself so much in, in it can in our marriage and in our relationship with each other because we are, it's such a familiar place, right? Mm. It's just this, we know like in that, that evening when the baby wasn't sleeping, I'm like, I know how long we have not been intimate. I know the effects that it has mm -hmm. on you. I am very familiar with the, the depth of frustration and everything that everybody's feeling. And on top of that, we're just tired. Like physically, we're just super tired and mentally, but we need to connect. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's just these huge battles that we're facing. And it, it felt like huge battles. Um, nothing yeah. compared to Paul and being stoned or adrift at sea. That's kind of what it felt like to me. <laughs> mm. I don't know. But either way, right, God... God is the only way to find, I hate saying the way, but we can only find contentment yeah. in him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the passage cause something occurred to me when you were talking, um, 
you, you keep saying that contentment is something that uh, we, so stress is not neutral, right? right? It's not a neutral thing to right. be, to be in a state of constantly being stressed out, that there's something there that needs to be, that it's pulling us away from this contentment, right. from peace. Uh, now there's a lot of nuance to stress and anxiety right. and go check out that podcast episode. So we're not trying to gloss over <laughs> yes. if it's uh, you know, a, a mental disorder or an, even a phys- physiological one. But the point we're trying to make is that there is a certain amount of Christian agency that needs to be exercised in this area over our lives, just like over any other sin. Right. And it's we empowered know. by the Holy Spirit right. and it's prompted by the Holy Spirit. We see the example of it all throughout the New Testament. But the one that came to mind was, was uh, Psalm 42. And it's the, my soul is cast down within me. This is verse uh, six. Uh, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you. Right. And he goes on to say, why are you cast down? O my soul. And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, mm. for I shall again praise. See the pivot there mm-hmm. that he's the casting down. Like he's he, he's recognizing I'm cast down. I am feeling stressed. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling anxious. I feel like I'd have no hope. And he's reminding himself, why? Why are you right. hope in God? Hope in God. God. And that's another way of saying what what you already articulated, that it's that that confidence in the will of God. Right. Well, and I think when we say like when he's lamenting or something about, you know, how I'm I'm having a hard time, I'm I'm not why so downcast all my soul, oh my soul, right? If you go Mm -hmm. if we go to Hebrews thirteen, verses five and six, it sort of speaks to this in the terms of like, let your conduct be without covetousness. Hmm. Be content with such things as you have for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hmm. So if, if that's not relevant today, I don't know when it's relevant in terms <laughs> of sure. everything that happened over the last three weeks, right. politically, uh, and the, on the world stage mm-hmm. everywhere. So anyway, sorry. So no. So just speaking to that, um, when you said my soul is downcast so why are we why do we tend to feel this downcastness because we we sense that there's some sort of lack and god is saying hmm. if you are in me you have no lack right well and his language is it's it's assuming that you've lost hope in god when your soul is cast down within you right well, it's 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 if you put the have you ever um, I forget what they're called they're anti psalms or whatever they're 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 <laughs> basically they're you reverse the language of the psalm oh, okay, to yeah. emphasize yeah, what yeah, it's yeah, saying yeah. in a different way and so if you say uh, uh, the opposite of like, why, why are you cast down would be uh, putting your hope in God or why are you encouraged? Right. Um, it's because you've put your hope in God. The, and so another way of saying being cast down is you've lost hope in God. Right. Sorry, I didn't articulate right. that well. But the well, point is, is that there's a direct correlation between hoping in God and mm-hmm. feeling contentment. Yes. Okay. Well, and I, I want to be careful about saying feeling contentment because I think contentment goes beyond feelings. It's it's hmm. I think it, it plays with our our knowledge mm. and it can elicit those emotions, but it's not just a feeling on its own. I think there's more to it. Just like love. Well said. There's, well said. So um, if we're continuing to. So the writer of Hebrews, right, is saying that he the Lord is our helper. He's with us. So what can man do to me? So if we continue, you know, seeking contentment mm. in things of the world or anything or anyone sort of outside of Jesus, then we're living as those ones who do not know God. So like if we've lost hope, our hope in God, then we're living as one without hope, without God. Yeah. And Jesus says this in Matthew 6, right? In Matthew six twenty five and six thirty three. So he's teaching about um, 
you know, what is, therefore I tell you, don't be anxious about your life, what you eat or drink, the Sermon on the Mount, um, uh, is not life more, more than food and the body more than clothing. Mm. And then he, he gives us, you know, the direct command not to worry about the things of the world. Well, if we're, he says the pagans, they search and run after these mm. things, but seek first God's kingdom. Like your heavenly father knows yeah. what you need. And so, um, just if you you know, like you said, flip that over, like deduce what he's saying. The wow. lack of contentment really is sin. And it puts us in the same category again, as those who do not hope in God or do not know God wow. and therefore don't hope in him. Wow. Um, this is all hitting. I don't know if it's just something in the air, but it's hitting me anew right now is this idea that um, worrying about your life and worrying what, where your resources will come from. So it's one thing to be mindful of it and to be diligent in the work that God's give God gives you and working faithfully that's one thing it's another to worry about those things mm. and then uh there just the relationship between worrying about your life your resources your body all that kind of stuff the relation between that and um paganism and basically like the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need that. he's it's it's such a it's such an uh an indictment on our faith when we worry. Mm. Right. God it, has invited us to trust him as mm. king of the universe, sovereign, mm. like supplier of all creation but, of here's the trouble with that. You're right. You're absolutely right. And the trouble with that is people hear that and it's just, a, it just comes across as a platitude or a trite answer. And it's anything, but that's the thing is it's not a well, platitude, I can't, but I can't convince somebody that's not a platitude unless they're in their Bible. I mean, to be well, and the Holy honest, Spirit enlightens yes, that in it's their God's hearts. word and it's his Holy Spirit that, that combine that leads us and, and so we, illuminates yeah. the path. And so we are given that, like you said, that invitation into trusting his ultimate grace and sovereignty. And then we are given permission to seek first the kingdom. Yes. Can you imagine the life that, just the life of freedom that yes. you that we would experience if we just would seek first the kingdom more purely and yeah. seek his righteousness more ardently. Uh, I'm just convicted and encouraged at the same time right. by that. And I think um, that we have to really look, I think looking at contentment with clear eyes, uh, just I've been mm. reading this book and then doing this study and seeing that without Christ, I mean, Nancy says this, without Christ, there's no contentment. But through and with Christ, we can do this difficult thing. Hmm. It's only made possible through Christ, right? He is the one that strengthens us. He strengthens his people to be content. Hmm. There really is no other way. And um, last quote by her, I know I keep quoting her, but contentment is not hardening yourself so you do not care what happens. Hmm. It's not being a stoic, nor is it bottling things up. Contentment is the result of spiritual strength that comes directly from Christ. Contentment is the ability to stay satisfied with God's will in all circumstances, whether easy or difficult. Though it's simple to understand, it's certainly not easy to do, which is why she says we need and we have an expert teacher who is Christ Jesus. Mm. So understanding what contentment is and that it's not something we can attain outside of Christ is Mm. huge. The key to overcoming discontentment and lack of faith is to find out who God really is. Like when you mm. say platitudes, I'm like, well, you're saying these big things, but when you're saying it, your your heart, there's so much more that's happening in your heart when you're saying God is sovereign or Lord Jesus. There's so yeah. much more um, of a picture. There's so much more depth. There's so much more to be had. But I, me saying that to somebody who 
has never read the Bible, like our seven-year-old. Not she, She's reading the Bible, right? But she has no real experience engaging with God for 38 years like I have, right? Like it's yeah. a different sort of, and I'm not, I'm just saying that if you're, if you're unfamiliar with the Bible and you haven't been in his word and it's really hard to hear some things I think that we're saying or hear the things not meant to be platitudes, but they sound like platitudes, but they don't have to be because there, there is depth and there is I cha- more I, to be had. Are you, don't, you don't believe. No, no, no. I, I'm processing cause I've, I know that I've heard in different ways. I've heard the same thing in a dozen different ways. Right. You could say God is sovereign on 10 different days and I would hear it 10 different ways. Right. And so What's I'm wondering, is the, is the truth that God is sovereign, has that changed? No. In all that time? No. What has changed is maybe my circumstance, my heart orientation, my blood sugar, <laughs> uh, what I happened to read five minutes before you told me that, right. what I happened to do five minutes before you told me that. So really everything else is in flux, right. but that truth is not. Right. And so the question I'm, I'm pondering and thinking is just because something is a platitude, does that make like the platitude nature of something is not, it's not it reliant on the truth itself. It's reliant on the person receiving the truth right. or the person delivering the truth. Right. And so I'm thinking of a brother who is encouraging me having a down day and he says, God will provide. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. You don't worry about what you're going to eat. <laughs> right. Don't worry about any of that stuff. The, the pagans worry about that stuff, but you can trust in God. You can seek his first, mm-hmm. his kingdom and trust him. And he could be saying those beautiful freeing Right, soul resting truth on you and i could just be like shut up yeah it's <laughs> like, grating on you, you and why is it grating on you right and i and my conclusion that i'm coming around to is it's a state of my heart and it's a state of distrust that that trust should be a salve to my soul right now i should always hear that and say thank you i should always it may not it may not feel great but i should always say and have a response that is gratitude grateful that's yeah. the whole Hope in the that's the well, whole Psalm forty two thing. Of emotions, Hope probably. in God, right? There's, there's why are you cast down? There's yeah, there's a resignation and submission, submission yeah. of of those emotions. I think in those instances, um, and I don't think it's bad. But also as a brother or sister in Christ, that's encouraging you. I think that we can um, be discerning in how we are mm, loving yeah. and leading and not belittling and dismissing because I have that tendency to yeah. I think that's probably one of the biggest uh, things that friends have pointed out to me is that I tend to want to just fix things and like find an answer but that's different then, so let's look at Job not the full I'm just going to quickly <laughs> what happened when Job's uh, his friends like went awry like the first however long they just sat with him right beautiful because they're just sitting with him like we don't know what's going on we're with you. Right. We're 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 not going to leave you. We love you. Uh, I'm paraphrasing and adding right. my own texture to it. But then at some point they switch the script and they start saying, "You're probably getting this. You're probably experiencing all this because you sinned. How have you sinned?" Right. Right. That's the that's Trying the to figure it out. prescription. That's right. the and he's saying and he's basically like, "You're hor- horrible friends. It's not that." And it, right. So, I've been pure before God. I've done everything. Yeah. I'm not disobedient. Like. And so what they could have done, and this is where I, I'm contrasting with what you said, is maybe the, the wrong solutions to come in and say, God is good. You know what? You just need to just save more money every month. <laughs> God is good. You know, maybe you just need to get another job. Right. Or God is good. Maybe you just need to, you know, uh, you know, get dressed up a little nicer. So your husband engages with you more. Like that's the where he gets really, it gets really uh, prescriptive <laughs> yeah, and prescriptive. like maybe unhelpful. <laughs> Instead, you could say God is good, period. Remember, God is good. Just keep I'm here with that. you. Just yeah. remember, God is good. I'm not. Right. I'm never going to stop reminding you, God is good. Right. And I think that's a good segue into 
how can we engage and learn contentment as a couple? Because can we go to each other with those those areas of discontentment? Like, hey, hmm. like I can come to you and say, hey, I'm struggling with believing some of the things that God says because things feel so hard right now. Are we listening to him correctly? Has his Is there something I'm missing in his word? Has it changed? And I'm just not, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. being facetious, of course. But how is my heart... Um, hardened in some of these areas and that I'm, I'm seeing and I'm hearing the word, but I still can't like get mm. it into me. How are we, you know, husband help me or lead me. Can, I'm not saying that everybody is at that yeah. point of being able to have those conversations, but I'm saying that yeah. we need to begin to get on that path to be able to have those conversations with each other. If we're not yeah. and we're far from it, then we need to start getting in the word praying asking the holy spirit to help Mm. us on this path of contentment with our marriage because friends we are in a very difficult time in our world Mm. and even the best marriages that i know are struggling and not in like they're on they're going to sign divorce papers tomorrow i'm saying they're struggling in the fact that Mm. life is just really heavy and hard to deal with on every level every level and so where do we go how do we find that contentment and rest in christ and how deep and beautiful mm. it is and it's not just a one day all right learned contentment check right it's a it's a continual god gives us pop quizzes every day right through our kids through our spouses yeah so how can we begin to engage in this um man i loved how you you just laid that out in terms of a spouse going to the other and bring really bringing this because oftentimes we forget to do i know i forget to do that where I'll, I'm feeling something and I wait for you to ask or I just don't even, I don't have the emotional like intelligence a lot of times to identify it before you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, but maybe that's the couple's conversation challenge for this week is talk about uh, maybe your contentment um, conversational protocols, horrible term. <laughs> but what? how, <laughs> so talk about this idea of contentment and talk about how you can approach each other or be aware of either when you feel discontent and you need a reminder or when you notice your spouse is being discontent and they need a reminder. Yeah. Or where are you guys both struggling together in, in contentment? Mm-hmm. Where is this lack? I've got a few like constant struggles in my own heart that have to do You're with... broken in the center too? <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> it's there. Uh, the sanctification process is not complete. Um, <laughs> It's underway. It's still, I'll report back next week on the status. Uh, But there's a few kind of recurring themes of discontentment in my own heart uh, that have to do with comparison. They have to do with my own insecurities and all these different things that probably everybody deals with. And I've noticed that if I just bring them to my wife, if I just say, listen, remember that issue I brought up two months ago? Mm. It's back. Uh, I'm, I'm wrestling with it. I've prayed about it. I just need you to know a that I'm that I'm dealing with it again, mm-hmm. and b I'm looking to you just to know that and to help me however the Holy Spirit leads you. Now, not to be your hope, not to yes, be the answer, but and, to point me to Christ, point me and to, to hope. Ladies, we're gonna fumble this up. Like the first couple times he would say this, I definitely platitude platitude it up for him and it was real helpful oh and i'd I'd be like oh good for you thanks for the advice i'm so fixed right now it's just it's just our nature we're gonna fumble we're gonna fumble it up because we don't really know how to maybe engage with 
our husbands at that level yet, but the more that you continue to bring it to light, the more consistent you are, the better you mm. become, the better the Holy Spirit equips you to deal with it. I'll, can let's I give, just put it that way. Can I give husbands and wives just two really tangible, I think surefire responses yes. to that sort of plea, yeah. plead? You may. These are if you if you, if you're in this situation, your spouse comes to you after you had this conversation, and maybe a week down the line, they say, "I'm struggling with this thing. I need contentment. I need to put my hope back in Christ, mm. and I need you to help me." Here's you do two both of these things. All right, surefire win. Say, "Can I pray with you right now? Mm. Can we, let's pray together. Yeah, let's just bring this to God together. Mm-hmm. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us right now in this right now." Boom, pray. Five minutes, done. Second thing you can do, surefire win, just encourage and just say, I, this, I love you. Don't encourage them to, to fix. Just say, I love you. I'm with you. That hasn't changed. I see you and I'm, I'm, we're going to get through this. Like, right. th- I feel like you can't go wrong with those two things. No. Nope. Can you? Okay. I'm sure you can, but <laughs> I, that sounds good to me. Sounds good to you me. You know your early, spouse, right? You can pray in a really passive aggressive no, you know, way. You know your spouse and you and God is good to give us the words to speak. And again, if you fumble a little bit, just have a soft heart, apologize. But I think the earnestness will show. And I think that Yeah. Okay. You, yeah. The honest vulnerability will be acknowledged. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I you know, I've learned a lot today, actually, and I'm um, looking forward to having those conversations with you in the future because um there are plenty of opportunities for discontentment. There's a reason why, you know, I actually saw a study recently and someone was like, why go to pre, you know, why go to counseling when you can just quit Facebook? That's what someone's, that's what the study yeah. revealed wow. that literally quitting social media for a season has the same effect as therapy. Wow. And why? Because wow. I think contentment's a big piece of comparison. To, yeah. There's a there inverse correlation between how much you're comparing and how content you feel. Wow. If you're comparing a ton, you're probably not going to be super content. Yeah. If you're just head down, just living your own life, you're not looking at everybody else's highlight reel. <laughs> it's amazing how content you are right. with what where God has put you. Right. But they're distractions. So. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are distractions. I also learn quite a bit on social media. Mm-hmm. But again, There's, it's how you, yeah. it's how you view it. It's, a it's tool, how you use it. Not, it's a tool. Not, it's tool tech. Not. It's tool wherever. Tech. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, if uh, if you ever get um, kind of wrapped around the axle in that, you can. You can tell, like, yeah. uh, if is your identity. That's what I was gonna say. Your identity. Mm. If your identity's in it, that's where it stops being a tool. Right. It start. It starts using you instead yeah. of you using it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, Selena. I think we've uh, ventured out into the land of discontentment for a while. No, our baby's discontent. That baby. She's Why don't you pray? Because I prayed last week. Okay. God, thank you so much for this life you've given us for our crying babies. We're grateful for them. Uh, I pray for contentment in marriages. I pray for uh, the vision to see the lack of discontentment. Excuse me, the lack mm-hmm. of contentment. Uh, I pray that that would become clear so that you might become glorified in yeah. those moments. Uh, Holy Spirit, I ask you to lead, instruct, counsel, do all that you do within us, uh, within the listeners um, who are desperately trying to find mm-hmm. contentment in the chaos that may be their marriage right now. Uh, We love you, Lord. Thank you for the um, grace and opportunity that it is to speak into Mm. this mic and speak into the lives of and marriages around the world. We are so grateful and blessed and take it Mm. humbly and are so undeserving of it, Lord. To you be all the glory. Amen. Amen.
A quick mention again, if you are looking to grow in a tangible way and you want to invest uh, time, mostly time, uh, I think, uh, into your marriage, check out gospelcenteredmarriage.com. We'd love to have you in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, With that said, uh, this episode is... In the can. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.